Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. You're listening to Linux in the Ham Shack. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Well, hello everybody and welcome to episode number 226 of Linux in the Ham Shack. This is our pre Hamvention episode because Hamvention's on Friday. Woo. Yeah, it's coming up real, real soon now. Uh, I'm Ross K5TUX. I'm Cheryl W5MOO. And I'm Bill NA4RD. All right, very good. So, yes, Hamvention is coming up on Friday, a mere four days away, not even four days away at this point. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about that at the very end of the show, but uh, we're going to probably keep this one short, sweet, and to the point. Uh, because all of us are doing a lot of prep work to get ready to go to Hamvention. Bill is actually leaving in the morning, Woo-hoo. and we are leaving the day after. So uh, we do hope we can catch up with everybody. And uh, like I said, we'll talk more about that in a bit. But let's move on to our amateur radio topics for the evening uh, on the most terrific podcast on the Internet. And uh, the first one is about the Amateur Radio Parody Act. Uh, The language uh, has been inserted into the National Defense Authorization Act. Uh, The ARRL is praising the work of United States Representatives Joe Courtney, Democrat from Connecticut, Vicki Hartzler, Republican from right here in Missouri, and Mike Rogers, Republican from Alabama, for their successful efforts in securing language in the National Defense Authorization Act for fiscal year 2019 that aids in the survival and growth of amateur radio by giving radio amateurs the right to install an outdoor antenna at their residences with the approval of their HOA. Um, I thought that was the whole purpose of it, though. I mean, doesn't aren't the HOAs, HOAs the ones that are yeah being jerks about it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, the language text from the proposed Amateur Radio Parity Act (HR 555) formed the basis for the Courtney Hartsley Hartsler Rogers <laughs> Deuteronomy Amendment to the NDAA and. <laughs> And that actually came from the ARRL itself. And a link, of course, will be in the show notes. So um, it's become a thing. But if they're, you know, still required to request HOA approval, it sounds like the same old, same old. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Who knows? Yeah. (laughs) All right. So we'll see if it'll grow some legs in this uh, in this bill. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least it's hasn't died yet. Yeah. Yeah. Has not. All right, so Bill, I guess you can handle the next one, and then we'll let Cheryl do the one after that. That sounds good. Google adds Morse code support to Gboard. So this is uh, my almost amateur radio topic. Uh, I just thought it was pretty cool. So (laughs) from the article, uh, Google is adding a Morse code input to its mobile keyboard. It'll be available as a beta on Android later today. So this was uh, several days ago here, the the 8th. So it should definitely be available uh, as a beta. 
the company announced that the new feature at Google I.O. after showing a video of Tanya Finlayson. <laughs> Uh, she has uh, she has been uh, having a hard time communicating with other people due to her condition. She found a great way to write sentences and talk to people using Morse code. Her husband developed a custom device that analyzes her head movements and transcodes them into Morse code. When she triggers the left button, it adds a short signal. When triggers uh, when while the right button triggers a long signal. So you got your dots and your dashes. Her device then converts the text into speech. And uh, this was a story over on uh, TechCrunch. And it looks pretty cool. I have not loaded it on my Android phone yet, but uh, it does look pretty cool to actually uh, to try. <laughs> That'd be interesting. It seems like uh, since texting is already like time consuming and pointless, that's going to make it even worse. But um, <laughs> of course, some people are really, really good at Morse code and some people are even better at, at texting. I don't know how people text as fast as they do sometimes, but yeah. yeah. All right, so if you want to uh, spend more time with Morse code, this might be a good way to get some practice. At least you sure. can, uh, you know, send and receive using Gboard, the you know the keyboard for your Google phone. All right, so Cheryl, you can uh, talk to us about something we've been talking about a little bit of late: satellites. All righty then. Yeah, three CubeSats with amateur radio payloads are deployed from the ISS. This is a great opportunity to use your newly minted or highly refined skills of using Gpredict to track these new satellites. And this information is from the ARRL. Uh, the Japan Aerospace Exploration Agency, JAXA, has announced that three CubeSats carrying amateur radio payloads, including one with a VU linear transponder, deployed from the International Space Station on May 11th, around 10.30 UTC, Arazu, Costa Rica, and one Coons-PF Kenya, will carry beacon telemetry in the 70-centimeter amateur radio band, while UBAKUSAT Turkey carries an amateur radio linear transponder for SSB and CW, in addition to CW and telemetry beacons. Razu is a 1U CubeSat developed by students at the Costa Rica Institute of Technology with a telemetry beacon at 436.500 MHz. 1KUNSPF uh, is a 3U CubeSat developed by students at the University of Nairobi with a telemetry beacon, 9.5 kbps, at 437.300 MHz. And the UBAKUSAT, a 3U CubeSat, developed by students at the Istanbul Technical Universe, has a CW beacon at 437.225 and a telemetry beacon at 437.325. The linear transponder downlink is 435.200 to 435.250, the uplink is 145.940 to 145.990. Thanks to Masa Arai at JN1GKZ via AMSAT UK. I'm surprised you read through all of that. <laughs> yeah, <Wow>. well. <laughs> I kind of set you yeah, up for well, that one. Yeah. <laughs> There's all the information, so. Yeah, basically it's a, it's a great opportunity to, to put in some manual manual uh, TLEs into your uh, G-Predict settings. Uh, because obviously these won't have uh, released TLEs at the moment. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and uh, get on the website there and and, and download the initial TLEs and uh, start tracking these birds. Yep. And as you said, uh, in the original part of the article, you can use your newly minted G-Predict skills to uh, put those TLE bits in there. And then you can set up your rotor, too. Go go build a rotor from the Satnog site. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, so that's our amateur radio stuff for tonight. So we're going to move on to some open source. And the first thing in the open source world is the name of the new Ubuntu release coming up in October, which is going to be Cosmic Cuttlefish. Uh, Shuttleworth revealed in his blog the latest release name. Uh, he said, it's time to turn our attention to the road ahead to 2004 LTS. And I'm delighted to say that we'll kick off that journey with the Cosmic Cuttlefish, soon to be known as Ubuntu 18.10. He continued, if I had one big thing that I could feel great about doing systematically for everyone who uses Ubuntu, it would be improving their confidence and the security of their systems and their data. It's one of the very few truly unifying themes that crosses every use case. And further, security is the one thing that every community wants. And it's something that, on reflection, we can raise the bar even higher on. So there we go. Apparently, we'll have a highly secure LTS when it comes out, and maybe even in 1810. Yeah, exactly. So we're all looking forward to Ubuntu. And speaking of Ubuntu, uh, there's going to be a special version of Ubuntu coming up at Hamvention this year. And the next couple of stories are uh, all on Bill because he's the one who's been working on this. Uh, so we'll let you. We'll do the honors, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to quickly go over. Uh, we'll be using the uh, the Ubuntu eighteen oh four LTS version Mate edition. So I chose the Mate edition because it's a uh, it's fast and responsive UI. It also has a, a fairly lower memory footprint uh, when it runs by itself. You know, we're not talking your Google Chrome with five thousand tabs open. And your, you know, 10 electron apps like, you know, Slack and Rocket Chat and everything else running. But uh, it, uh, I've had it running here for quite some time. Uh, I built the, uh, the image that we're, you know, donning uh, what, LHS version 1 uh, with uh, Cubic. It's a uh, little utility to build uh, uh, Ubuntu uh, installers and uh, live disks from existing live disks. So basically I downloaded the the latest, you know, the, the release versions of the LTS and, and added all the packages and made it back into a uh, live boot disk and installed it. So I've been running it here for probably about two or three weeks, basically the day, I think it was the day after it was released. And I've been running here on my Asus laptop as a daily driver. And I have to say, it's, it's, it's really great. I mean, it's been running really fast. And of course, you know, I have all the ham radio software on here. Uh, I don't really use it on this particular box because I use I have a different box that's actually hooked up to all the radios and stuff like that 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 uh, is actually still running 1710. I have not upgraded that one, but I will <laughs> will shortly. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's been running great. Uh, the I did notice a few bugs uh, that happened to me, and it might be just my particular case. Um, I had the battery indicator disappear for a little bit, and uh, that came back like a couple days later. Uh, with the uh, notifiers update, so it was possibly some kind this of bug. was on vacation, and that's I think all. It, it was down in Cancun for a while while you were. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. taking time off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the second one, which I still have, and I'm not sure that everyone will see this particular issue, is I have two Wi-Fi indicators. So that's the only thing that's like cosmetically wrong with the uh, the build right now. And I'm sure that will eventually get fixed as well. I think this this issue has uh, like appeared and reappeared and disappeared over the last few versions. Uh, and I think even Debian experiences this, this occasionally as well. So uh, we'll see if that goes away. Um, but other than that, everything else has been running great. Have not uh, have not uh, seen a crash or any particular piece of software take a nosedive. So it's uh, it's uh, it's pretty solid. 
Um, I didn't put Budgie on here because I wanted to go ahead and try the one that we're going to bring to uh, Hamvention. So this will be the the actual image that we're bringing to Hamvention on the DVDs. So if you want to try this out from DVD, uh, those will be available for your uh, uh, your donation. And the um, we'll also have uh, other ISO images um, that we can load on, I guess, on your flash drive if you bring a flash drive or if you want to um, donate for one of our flash drives. How many we got left? Like what, six, six or seven? I think. Six flash drives, but uh, we'll be more than happy to load it on your flash drive. No cost, no nothing, you know, <laughs> uh, just just swing on by the booth and uh, we'll load it on there. I, I also have uh, builds for um, Budgie with uh, all the ham radio stuff on it, the ham radio pure, pure blend and everything else. I have a Lubuntu. I have uh, Xubuntu, which is the XF, SF, XFCE uh, desktop. Uh, we also have the Budgie. The only one I didn't build is the just baseline Ubuntu, but I'll probably go ahead and build that, and so I'll have that available as well. Should you want to try that, or if you just want all the ISOs dropped on your disk, you can do that. Um, and uh, that's about all I can say about it. I mean, it's it's really a solid platform. I'm pretty pleased with the speed of 1804. It uh, it, it seems like a, a pretty solid build, you know, minus the couple of cosmetic things that I, that I see on my particular system. Um, but like I say, it's, it's very cosmetic. It has not affected the performance at all. So uh, uh, most people probably wouldn't even notice it. <laughs> yep. And the netbooks that we use for our display purposes at the booth, we had um, Linux Mint on them from uh, many, many moons ago. But I upgraded to the uh, LHS V1 of uh, Ubuntu 18.04 on those, and we'll be showing that off. And uh, it works really well. And this is on probably close to 10-year-old uh, triple EPC netbooks. We bought so, them in 2005. Yeah. Four, so five, long, yeah. Yep. And it works great on there too. So, so yeah, right at the edge of the, uh, right at the edge of the lifespan here. Yep. <laughs> and it does have to be, uh, I386 on these cause they do have, um, non 64 bit processors in, in that. And, uh, we do have I386 and 64 bit builds, uh, of all the distribution or uh, not all of them, but the, the main uh, Ubuntu Budgie and the main uh, Ubuntu Mate that we're bringing will have uh, 386 versions yeah. of those as well if you need it. Yeah, we will have, uh, I think we have a, what, a, a sleeve of the 386 ones on disk. Yes. So we do have uh, one sleeve of those. So if your system's really, really old, so we're talking 13, 14 years old, you may need um, you may need the, the 386 version. But I'm thinking that most hardware... <laughs> It's probably going to be a decade old or slightly newer at this point because I know you can you can buy i5s and stuff like that off eBay for uh, whole systems for less than two hundred bucks. So I see no reason why why people would be still having Core twos or you know prior to Core two duos basically would be your pre uh, your pre sixty four bit uh, availabilities. So uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, we'll also have that done. So don't worry about it. We'll have it there. And it's also available for uh, for download, of course, um, at no charge. You can just download it. No big deal. <laughs> yep. And at some point, I'm going to put uh, torrents of these up on my server so you can uh, you can download them via BitTorrent. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I was thinking about that, too, today. So, great. So, uh, that's all I had for the open source portion of it. But I'm also going to talk about, in our Linux in the Hamshack segment, my Odroid. Well, all right. Well, so, yeah, we're, no pausing necessary. Go right into it. Yeah, I'm just gonna go right into it. So, so I was like, I have this uh this Odroid XU4, which is uh, a fairly stout little uh, little Odroid. It's a uh, I forget. It's like an eight core ARM processor with two gigs of RAM, and uh, so I loaded up the uh, 1804 Mate Edition for 
uh, Odroid, well, basically ARM, uh, just to see if I could get it running and, and what it would take to get it, uh, uh, you know, into the, like the LHS V1 edition. <laughs> and uh, I, I had quite a bit of luck. I actually, I got the uh, the image built, uh, booted fine the first time and expanded itself to the whole, uh, I had a 64-bit or 64-gig uh, card in it. So uh, I went ahead and took all that space and uh, rebooted back and, and uh, yeah, it came up fine. I, I added the uh, PPAs and fortunately there are ARM builds in there. But I did run into a few little issues here and there with it. Uh, obviously, it's not quite as fast, but it was able to run just about everything. Uh, the uh, WSJTX build in the next repo, is uh, it, uh, it does not run. Uh, and this appears to be some issue between either Mesa, uh, the, the OpenGL you know, library for, uh, for X, or the QT integration with that. So they have their own like libqtgl or whatever the heck it's called. <laughs> so I get, I get an error that's, that, that is already reported and stuff like that. And uh, this is a common error that uh, they tend to see on these uh, QT builds that are using the GL libraries, the, you know, the OpenGL libraries. I'm I'm fairly certain that those will probably be fixed in in probably the short order, but uh, it did run, and I'm actually bringing that to uh, Hamvention as well. So if anybody wants to see that boot up on the big screen, uh, I'll have that available so they can kind of see what uh, what the difference it looks like when it's on ARM and uh, what kind of speed it has. Uh, it's it's not it's not bad. I was uh, <laughs> I was expecting a lot worse. Uh, it does type start to. Uh, cringing a little bit when you open up chromium on there and uh <laughs> start loading some apps that are stealing some uh, memory but uh, if you're running uh, just you know a single app maybe one or two different apps uh not with such a big memory footprint like chromium or google chrome or something like that uh it runs great so it could definitely be a a little uh little small box solution for uh for doing your shack computing so uh, yeah i'll bring that along and i uh, in the show notes we uh we link the uh build is out there. I didn't actually build an ARM, an ARM build uh, for us to distribute as an ISO, just because it's not really an ISO. It's an image file, and I'm not really certain quite how to do all of that yet. Uh, so uh, we'll save that for a for a later date when it gets a little bit more polished uh, down the road here. All right, very good. I'm looking forward to seeing that. We will have a a TV, a display TV in the back this year for the first time, and it'll be a nice, good size one. So we'll be able to really show off some stuff that we haven't had a chance to do in the past and uh, we might just be using that odroid to like run our slideshow and uh, web browsing and stuff like that so yeah yeah it's a good little box though it's, it's pretty cool and it's small that's the important thing yep small <laughs> all right so that's really the end of our hot topics for tonight we just wanted to keep this short and moving along because like i said we're all really really busy over the next uh, few hours for bill and a uh, day and a half for us so uh, I guess we'll just jump back to the chat room and uh, see who's who all is uh, hanging around for our show tonight. And we have in there Cubicle Nate. We have uh, Paul, K5WMA, Ted, WA0EIR, Don, KC9ZMY, Dave, KB0OWD, and other Don, KB2YSI. Uh, and big, big thanks to Don, KB2YSI, for uh, burning our media for us. That saved us so much time i can't even you know imagine having to uh have tried to do that um it, it didn't take as long as we thought it was going to take to print them so uh it wound up taking us about i don't know five or six hours something along those lines yeah, not too bad. so uh yeah but they're all done ready to go we're sort of packed up and 
<laughs> yeah, nowhere close. Yeah, we'll 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 <laughs> yeah, be Cheryl out. Cheryl is still trying to study for her test. Yep, and there's that too. You yeah. get like ten hour drive for that. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I I have now decided at this point because I really have not cracked open the book. This weekend has been I've been making you know graduation cakes. My brother was here. Russ's brother was here last week. So basically, I decided to sit down last night with the book and start making notes and that's i'm about halfway through the book 10 pages of notes it's a 90 page book so right. I, I think i'm doing pretty good why don't you just use so. the book as notes <laughs> because there's there's a lot of fluff in the book right. that i'm yeah. i'm not i it's just it's filler and so what I did you think about that to... that's um that's dan's book right kb6 and yeah kb6 yes. and use book yeah. yep so what it, did you what do you think great. about it real quick the book is great um it's it's very concise a 90 90 or 91 page book really you know packed full of information concise the answers are in bold face type and it tells you you know what test that answer is from okay which not that that is going to really help you much but um but there's there's also explanations in some of the paragraphs about and the reason why this happens is yeah and right now at this point i just need some answers so you know that that's the notes that i've i've been making so oh cool it's just, right. yeah, hopefully we so. have another success story for dan there so uh well yeah hopefully yep. yeah so, so check out his uh was it the no nonsense <laughs> uh study guides from yeah. uh, yep. kb6nu yep yep and don in the chat room says he used uh the kb6nu guide for the extra test to pass his cool. so there you go yeah that's yeah. great yeah so you know, Russ bought me the copy off of Amazon, which I think was like fifteen bucks or something. Uh, I don't remember. And then I was donated the uh, the PDF copy. Awesome. So, yep. So, well, you, no, you should bring that that book with you, which I know you are. Oh yeah. And yeah, you should yeah, have Dan sign it while we were at the Hamvention. Well, that's true. Yeah, I should. Because so. he will definitely be there, and he oh, owes yeah. us a visit to the booth. <laughs> <laughs> Last time he kind of gave, he kind of like walked around and didn't say hi, but he did say hi at Twitter afterwards when I said, "Hey, how come you didn't stop?" Yeah, why didn't you stop? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, definitely bring it. And have uh, have Dan give it. I his, definitely uh, will. Is uh, John Hancock there? Cool. All right, so we want to uh, say a couple of things about Hamvention before we go. Uh, the first is that before Hamvention on Wednesday night, um, May 16th, uh, I think I put 17th somewhere and I fixed it, but if, if I did, it's May 16th. <laughs> uh, it is Wednesday at 7 p.m. in Mooresville, Indiana. We will be at Zydeco's Restaurant, um, where, K9, <coughs> where K9 KJN uh has his place out there it's just southwest of indianapolis uh we'll be there starting at seven we hope uh a bunch of people can swing through and join us and uh kind of party for a couple of hours before they close and uh you know have a little pre-party before hamvention and uh he did say hutch did say that uh any licensed amateurs would get 10 percent off their bill uh if they're there for the eyeball qso party if we're calling it so yes. there's a thing on facebook you can find it and he so. also wanted people to bring in QSL cards. QSL cards, yes. Remember to bring your QSL cards. So, all right. And then there's Hamvention itself. Our uh, Hamvention GoFundMe campaign officially went over the top yesterday. So, uh, we are now fully funded and actually overfunded by $20. Yay. So. <laughs> That's outstanding. <laughs> yes. So, we want to say big, 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 big thanks to everybody who contributed to that. Um, so that that made life a lot easier for us 
Um, and I've got a slideshow that we're going to be running at the show. And everybody who contributed is going to have nice big shout out uh, at the booth. So uh, except for those people who decided to remain anonymous, there were three of those. So we, we won't uh, we won't give those away. But uh, everybody else, you can uh, glow and bask uh, in our love. Yeah. <laughs> so, so and then of course we'll see everybody uh straight up nine o'clock a.m on uh friday morning so uh we're looking forward to that and uh so since hamvention is coming up we don't really need to keep talking about it so i guess we'll do our social media roundup and then we'll go away all right sounds all right. good so this time for our patreons we have john spriggs steve saner donald gover robert pitts paul griffith jonas rulo john zaruba jr Samuel Vimes, Steve Metcalf, Chris Beggio or Beggio, Darren King, and Nate Wolf. For subscriptions, we have Michael Jopling, Steve Nichols, Todd Bowers, Thor Wiegman, Stephen Harp, Charlie Brown, Kevin Murray, Wayne Carpenter, Steve Hepler, Doug Renner, Bill Piotr, Dylan Engel, Alan Wilson, John Clark, Michael Aiello, Robert Halliday, Brian Smith, Johnny Kinsey, Ronald Ike. Robert Yerke, Michael Connolly, and Jeremy Hall. Facebook, we have Paul Trujillo, Robert Kane, John Lawrence, and Eric Venande. Guessing that's how that's pronounced. For Google Plus, we have William Heckelman, Shane Albrecht, Matt Goodall, and JK. For Twitter, we have at JBH2916, at MRALC, at Pandora FMS. At AA7US underscore John, at K5ZAK, at MoBios, at 1985XFRT, at IZ20AV, at Mohammedalanato8, and at Jace3GT, on YouTube at CKeeling1117, at PLDN Mayor, Andrew Brone, Richard Mask, and Bob Wood. Steve Hepler joined our mailing list, and Nate Wolf bought something from us in our merch. Yep, Nate Wolf is Cubicle Nate. He's the one who hangs out in the chat room all the time. He has not got his ticket yet, but he's going for it. So uh, apparently, thanks to us, and he is uh, running a sort of pre-release copy of the LHSV One Ubuntu. He says it's excellent. So cool. So well done, Bill. We now have something we can call our own. Yay! Yeah. A <laughs> uh, special quick shout out to Steve Hepler, who's a brand new subscriber, and also to Nate uh, for becoming our latest Patreon. So there we go. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you to everybody. Everybody, everybody gets thanks. Yay. So, all right. Well, that I think is it. So we are going to wind this episode down. It's been 226 of Linux in the Ham Shack. We'll see everybody in. Uh, Xenia, Ohio, very, very soon, and hopefully in Mooresville, Indiana, a couple of days before that. So uh, everyone have a great night, and we'll catch you there. I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD73. Thank you for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the program by visiting the LHS Patreon page of patreon.com stroke lhspodcast or using the contribute link on the website. Get in touch via social media. The show has a presence on Google+, Facebook, Twitter, Discord and YouTube. 
Or you can drop an email to info at lhspodcast.info or record a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW. That's 1-909-547-7469. Visit the IRC channel, LHS Podcast, on the Freenode IRC network. Also visit the online merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable LHS merchandise. Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a Linux convention or ham fest. Email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info or visit the website for details. The podcast is recorded live every Monday night at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. Connect to the stream at stream.blacksparrowmedia.net colon 8008 stroke LHS live. Until next time, over and out. in the ham shack and the linux in the ham shack logo are released under a creative commons attribute non-commercial no derivatives 4.0 international license